So this afternoon we'll be practicing loving-kindness meditation. I'll be doing a guided meditation. And uh, some of you know this practice as metta, M-E-T-T-A, meditation. So I'd like to give you a little bit of information about it before we actually do the practice because I believe some of you aren't familiar with the metta meditation or you haven't uh, done that much of it. So just a, a bit of introduction. The word Pali, the word in the ancient language that the Buddha's teachings were handed down in, is metta, M-E-T-T-A. And it's, it's interesting to um, understand the translation of that in Pali. One of the translations is gentle. And um, another translation is friendliness. And when I first came across the practice, I realized how much we need those two qualities of mind in order to do this practice of mindful awareness. Because lots of times we can come to uh, the things that arise within our own hearts and the things that arise in the world and there is a response like an automatic response to whatever happens of being kind of closed down not being friendly not being ready or able to come close to be gentle with whatever is going on for a lot of different reasons There's um, just because of the way society is and the way we were culturalized, there can be a lot of fear. There can be a lot of wounding in our hearts, wounding in the world where people act in certain ways that um, cause harm. So there's a way that we continue that harm by not being gentle with ourselves or how we open to how it is in the world. Of course, because we're needing to protect ourselves sometimes. We're needing to protect uh, our children, our families. And so we may act in ways where it's hard to come close to what's difficult. In our practice here on the cushion, it's it's not an easy thing to come close to what's difficult in our hearts. Or when we remember remember things that are going on in the world or things that have happened in our lives or the lives of people we love, it's not easy to open to that with gentleness, with a sense of being able to have that be part of us. It's like perhaps pushing it away And what we need a lot to do in our practice here is not to push it away, but to be able to open to it and to sometimes get close to it, be able to touch it with that gentleness, with that friendliness. So when we do the practice, it's inclining the heart and mind towards that friendliness, towards that gentleness. 
And we, we really aren't able to do this practice of mindful awareness without that kind of attitude of mind. So this is a practical uh, training in inclining the heart and mind towards being able to open to, to come close to, to touch that place with gentle awareness. I'm remembering uh, one of the sayings of the Buddha that meant so much to me when I heard it, and it made sense to me in terms of doing this practice. Um, it's something, it goes something like, what we think about over and over again, to that our minds will naturally incline. So this is what we're doing in the metta practice. We're learning how to naturally incline towards kindness. It doesn't mean that we're going to become so soft-hearted that we're not going to stand up for ourselves, or we're not going to say, no, this is the boundary, don't come any closer. It doesn't mean that. It just means that for those places where we can have the discernment that this is safe to open to, this is safe to come towards with friendliness, with gentleness. When we have that discernment, we can do that. So we'll be inclining our minds and hearts towards that friendliness, towards that gentleness. And during the course of our time here, we'll be going through the various different uh, individuals in a progression, starting with oneself. This is the um, classical way of doing this uh, metta practice. We start with oneself. If you can, if you can't, you'll have the option of starting with someone easy like a benefactor. And we'll use phrases or what I call more like intentions, the opening of our hearts, the intention to open our hearts towards certain ways and attitudes of being. So I'll name those in a minute. We'll start with ourselves or the benefactor, then we'll go on to another individual that may be easy for us, like a dear friend or a loved one, and then from there we'll go on to a neutral person, and from there go on to a person we're having difficulty with. We won't do that all today. We'll do that over three days of of the practice, which we'll have uh, time for during this uh, nine days that we're here together. One of the phrases um, and one of the descriptions of metta is is like a gentle rain that falls on everything without discrimination, without leaving anything out. So when we go through all of these individuals and then eventually open up to all beings, this is what it's, uh, it gives us the ability to do, to be able to offer our friendliness, our kindness, our goodwill, uh, not just to ourselves or to those we care about, but to all beings everywhere. This is a kind of unconditional generosity of the heart. And again, I want to say it doesn't mean that we don't protect ourselves when we need to, It means that we have discernment of who we come close to or who comes close to us. But we can still have kindness in our hearts. 
So it's the ability to hold that kind of um, big, open-hearted friendliness with wisdom. So we'll be using phrases. Traditionally, we use uh, four phrases, but you can use less. I'll be offering them to you as we do the practice. So each phrase is like an intention. It starts out with, for example, may I be safe and protected. So this doesn't mean that it's going to happen right away or even happen at all, or we don't know when it's going to happen. It just means that we're opening our hearts with intention to that possibility. May I be safe and protected. May you be safe and protected. So the other intention is opening to the possibility of may I or you be peaceful and happy. And so it goes on uh, with a couple of other ones which I'll present while we're going through this. But remember that these intentions are not like wishes, that we wish them so hard to come true that if they don't happen we'll be disappointed. It just means that we're opening to the possibility of that. We're putting that intention out from our hearts into our karmic stream, into the world. And so when and if it is fulfilled, we don't know. But we're sending out that intention as a wish of goodwill for ourselves. So metta is really offering goodwill, which is the opposite of ill will. So what metta does is it counteracts hatred, it counteracts aversion, it counteracts impatience, and all those qualities that are like uh, aversion. So we're inclining the heart and mind towards that experience, towards that inner experience over and over again. So even though you're repeating these words or these phrases, or I'll give you the option not to use words too, but even though we're repeating these, it's not like a mantra. It's more like we're, we're living into that intention. We're having some faith, no matter how small to begin with, that maybe the potential for that can become fulfilled. And so we're inclining our hearts and minds there. So more as we go along, um, one of us will give you more, uh, filling that out more. So let's do the practice now. So first we get ourselves in a, in a position where we feel comfortable. And if you think you need to go to a chair, then you can get up and go to a chair if there's an empty one now. Um, because it's just more easy to be um, kind to oneself and loving if you're not in pain. <clears throat> During this practice, it's helpful to be as still as you can be because um, that kind of stillness helps in the practice. But if you do have to move, just move just gently and without um, making a big deal out of it, because it, it really helps people around you to have that kind of stillness. So we bring our, our attention to our bodies first, sitting comfortably. And having a sense of this body just sitting here. Just starting out with knowing that there is this body to 
respect. Be comfortable and at ease. And in this body, we can bring our attention to our heart center. Noticing whatever is happening around that place. And if it feels neutral and comfortable, can remain there at the heart center. Sometimes people find it helpful to put a hand or two hands up near the heart. It's always helped me to remember where I'm coming from. These just aren't words, but these are heartfelt feelings of goodwill that I'm in, my heart's inclining towards. So breathing in and out from the heart center Relaxing the heart. Relaxing the mind, which is the same thing, heart-mind. By noticing if you have any agenda or you have any goal and seeing if you can just gently let that, let that go, let that be in the background. Our aspiration is to incline the heart and mind towards friendliness, towards kindness, not giving it any timing to do that. This being human is a lifelong process. So we begin classically with oneself, or if it's easier for you to begin with a benefactor or someone you can easily open your heart to, then choose another person. But what we would like to do is send oneself or that person this friendliness, this connection of goodwill. And it's an offering doesn't mean, have to mean it's going to come true. It's a simple, unconditional offering of goodwill. So if you find that it might be easier to have another person to offer that to, then you can choose someone you can easily open your heart to or begin with oneself. So have a sense of who you're choosing. If it's oneself, just having a sense of oneself sitting here, ready to give and ready to receive. Or if it's somebody else, having a sense of that person visually, or in a felt sense way. So knowing, acknowledging who that is. And take some time in the beginning to remember something about oneself 
or the person you're choosing that does open your heart. Maybe something about oneself that you appreciate, you're grateful for, or this other person. Perhaps it's the fact with oneself that you're here, you brought yourself here, doing the best you can. So take some time to reflect on your own goodness or the goodness of this other person. And then I'll say some phrases which can represent in different ways your goodwill, offering oneself or to this other person. You're offering it like a blessing. It's not about it coming true. It's just like a friendly offering of goodwill, unconditional. I'll use the words for oneself, but you can change the pronouns as you need to. So you can repeat silently and just feel that intention in your own heart. Not just the words, but that intention as much as you can. May I be safe and protected from all harm. Offering that like an energy of goodwill. Radiating out from your heart center. To all of oneself within, from the heart center and all around you, or this person. May I be safe and protected. You can sense that radiation of light or color if you don't use words infusing oneself inside and outside and all around or towards that person, safe and protected. May I be peaceful and happy silently repeating or just offering that intention out without words. Safe, protected, peaceful, happy.
May this body be healthy and strong. May my heart be at ease through the ups and downs of my life. Now, if you're new to practice, put a couple of these to memory as I repeat them again. May I be safe and protected from all harm. Offering that blessing to oneself or another peaceful and happy. May this body be healthy and strong. And if you don't use words, if those don't work, Let those intentions be represented by a light or a color or just the pure energy of your heart sending that energy, that intention out towards oneself or another. May I love myself no matter what's happening. Find your own words and your own way. Just keep it really simple. In the next minutes of silence, using the words that work for you. Or no words just light or energy representing that goodwill.
When the words don't come anymore, connect with your heart center, breathing in and out from there. And allowing your breath to continue to offer out that energy of goodwill. On an in-breath, gathering that intention on an out-breath, offering it out to yourself or to another. Now coming to a close with this individual and moving on to the next one, traditionally is a benefactor, someone who has benefited you. So you can use the same person if that's what you started out with, or choose another one, or choose one for the first time. You can choose an elder, someone in your family, or a teacher, someone younger if you wish, a child, or an animal friend. So have a sense of who you're choosing, a visual sense or a felt sense. Or just say that person's name silently the vibration of that person's name will bring it up, bring that person up. And then in developing more connection, remembering the goodness of that person, something about that person that you're grateful for, in the qualities of their heart, in their virtuous ways of being in the world.
And sometimes just in this reflection we get a sense of metta already being present. That opening, softening, gentle friendliness in our heart center, in our minds. And then from there offering this blessing, this unconditional goodwill out to this person. May you be safe and protected from all harm. Radiating that energy out without attachment to result. It's a genuine, unconditional offering. May you be safe and protected. May you be peaceful and happy. May you be healthy and strong. Continue on using your own words, your own way, your own rhythm. When the words don't come anymore, rest your attention at the heart center. And let each breath offer that intention out.
Now allowing that individual to remain in this field of metta, in the background and in the foreground, bring forth the third individual. This, This is a loved one or a dear friend, maybe a family member. Someone again that you can easily open your heart to. See if you can choose someone that uh, doesn't bring up the possibility of your heart kind of closing down. Someone you don't have a real complex relationship with. So have a sense of who you're choosing. Take some time to acknowledge this person's goodness, something you appreciate. Maybe it's just their smile. And then continuing with the phrases that are best for you, offering out to this person that goodwill represented by these phrases that you use. Safe and protected. Peaceful, happy. Resting at your heart center when the words don't come anymore. In the simple knowing that each breath is gathering in that intention and each out-breath is sending it out.
what is your most noble intention, goodwill for this person. Offering that out. Now coming to a close with that individual. And now for the last individual of this day, choosing someone else in the same category, a loved one, a dear friend, family member. Again, someone you can easily open your heart to. Have a sense of who it is. It could be the same person. That's okay. Take some time to remember some good quality of this person. Their good heart, their generosity, their kindness. When you're ready, begin with your own phrases, your own intentions of goodwill. Coming to a close now with that individual and allowing that one to remain in that field of metta you've developed. And beside that person, bring to the foreground the other dear friend or family member, putting them side by side in a visual way or just a felt sense way. And on the other side, 
of that last person bring forth the benefactor and have all of them together as a little group. And now offering loving kindness to all of them, including oneself. So being inclusive, no distinction that anyone has more goodwill than another from yourself, offering to all like a gentle rain falling on everyone without discrimination, without distinction. May we all be safe and protected from all harm. May our love and compassion, wisdom, always protect us. May our bodies be healthy and strong, radiating to all, including oneself, this goodwill. May our hearts be at ease and spacious with the ups and downs of our lives. Now radiating out from that circle to include a circle immediately around you. May all beings here be safe and protected on your inner journeys. Seeing if you can expand that circle of metta to include everyone in the room. May your goodness and your wisdom always protect you on your journey here and in life, radiating that goodwill out without distinction or preference to all beings here. May your bodies be healthy and strong. Now reaching out to include your own family members, wherever they are, near or far. Safe and protected. Offering that intention out. Peaceful, happy. 
now including everyone else's family. May you all be safe and protected from all harm. And if you can go further, if it feels safe, opening to all beings everywhere, may all beings in all directions, without exception, all of the elders, all of the young ones, everyone in between, may all beings of all countries and all persuasions be peaceful and happy. May our leaders be righteous. May we take care of ourselves and each other with wisdom and compassion. Now gently coming back to oneself, sitting here, quietly, peacefully, just as I wish to be safe, may all beings be safe, just as I wish to be peaceful, may all beings be peaceful. Just as I wish to be liberated, may all beings be liberated. Just giving you a few seconds to gather yourselves and just be here after all that quiet, concentrated energy. So I want to ask you a question um, that maybe some of you can answer. What helped you in this practice? Was it a certain phrase or, yes, back there? I really appreciated the um, kind of looseness of it. It wasn't so programmatic the way you, you taught it. And it. It had an organic, kind of intuitive quality. And I really, that was really helpful for me. It was helpful for it to have an organic, intuitive quality. And it, it didn't have that. What did you say? The um, programmed. Yeah, not a programmatic. So did it did it help you sometimes not to have any words? Yeah, I see some. It's that's been the feedback a lot that the, the words can kind of tighten you up sometimes. So, yeah. That's good. Anything else? Yes. Um, I like the words. You like the words. 
You like the what? I like the guided. You like the guided meditation. Yeah. 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 It's it's helpful to um, be reminded because sometimes we can forget. <laughs> so I I try to put it at a cadence so I'm not bothering you. <laughs> You know, but so you can come up with your own, too. Yes. I like that you included animals as well, because that's very helpful for me. It's very helpful to include animals, yeah. How many, like, did the animal thing, animal friends? It's so, <laughs> it's so easy to even include my friends' animals, you know. It kind of makes me happy to, to do that. Yes, did you have something? So you found it really helpful to have really vivid memories of that uh, individual that you, and then to transfer that into action, like what, the, words into action. the words into action. Like, do you mean that you saw yourself doing something, giving something, being a certain way? Yeah, or physically communicating. Physically communicating. Yeah. Good. Yes. Uh huh. And it's something I've learned from you in the past, and I have them all hold hands. Oh, okay. And so it's, it's just a reminder that we're all really together, all of us. Yeah. And so sometimes in my metta, you have held hands with an extremely difficult person. Oh. <laughs> and it's, okay. It's Yeah, that's good to hear. That uh, it's helpful to have people gathered in in your practice, gathered together at the end, and actually, um, and you did you didn't today didn't have the difficult person, but you've done that in the past, and it helps to have you hold hands. And sometimes you've put me holding their hands. Oh, no wonder I've been feeling like <laughs> I've been holding a lot of difficult. <laughs> No. Um, <laughs> well, it, it's true. Like, I find that amusing, too. Like, I chose two people, you know, actually two people in my family that are having a hard time together. And then I realized, oh, gosh, they're together at the end. You know, here I am leading it. And I, oh, wow, they're together. And then I thought, this is really good that they're together. Yeah. Yeah. Over there. Concent- yes. Feeling. Concentration on the heart center, uh, very helpful. More, more energetic. Mm-hmm. How many of you felt that? And could you com- feel like you're coming from here, rather than you know, mouthing the words? That's why it's helpful to hold here sometimes. Yes. I like that you had us think about the goodness. Yes. And it became, in a sense, for those moments of gratitude practice, I found myself uh, thanking them for that goodness. Mm-hmm. Fe- um, 
having to ponder, reflect on the goodness was very helpful. And then you found gratitude coming up from that, right? That is actually part of the practice that it said that the proximate cause for loving kindness to arise is remembering the good. So sometimes you don't even have to do the practice, you know, of offering, even in the moment of remembering the goodness, it, you can feel metta. Did anyone experience that? Just remembering the goodness, you felt that metta already, or some sense of like connection. Yeah. Anything else that was helpful? Yes. Oh, this. So it felt you to you. Two, two easy ones and no difficult ones. Uh huh. <laughs> right. I've, never, I've done this hundreds of times. I've never experienced that before. Oh, okay. And there were two niceies. The two niceies and no baddies. It's just because actually it was really practical. Uh, we had more time, so I said, "Oh, well, let's do another nice person." You know, so. Um, Uh, well, we're going to we're going to work up to the difficult. Yeah, actually, we'll we'll do another one with go on to the neutral person, and then the third time we do it, we'll go on to the the one we're having difficulty with. So, do you notice how I said that? It's not the person that's difficult. It's not the difficult person. It's that we're having difficulty. Yeah. So. Um, You know, one thing that I didn't say, but probably you all get it anyway, is that what we're developing, more than we're offering it out, we're developing metta in our own hearts. We're developing our potential to feel that, and then also, you know, to send it out, to offer it out. But the the beneficiary of all of this is really our own potential to actually exude that that loving-kindness, even when we go around not saying the words. How many of you have done heart math? Do you, yeah, there's, a, there's um, I've done a little bit of it with my naturopathic doctor, and he was telling me that, um, that the, the um, energy that's coming from the heart center is so much more powerful than what's coming from here. I can't remember the number of anybody, but it's it's really a, a powerful energetic force that's coming from from this area, and in the Buddhist teachings, um, it's said that the the um, center of of everything of our thoughts is actually here in this area. It's not necessarily here, not actually in the physical heart, but. Um, near that area. It's a certain word for it too, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, one more thing. Thank you. 
Yes, yeah. So something special happened when uh, putting all of them together, one person was uh, fairly wounded and coming together with the benefactor, it's almost like that energy could affect, because that person's energy is very loving, could affect. Yeah, it's interesting how the endings, when we put them all together, there's different stories that come out, how... um, Something happens in that juxtaposition and that alchemical reaction there. Uh, I do that because um, it's said that one of the qualities, you know, there's these four Brahma Viharas, the divine abodes, and these are ways of being, qualities of the heart that we all develop in our practice here and as we grow as, and evolve as human beings on a spiritual path. The first one is loving-kindness, which is metta. And then if you turn that loving-kindness towards suffering, the aspect of compassion comes out. So it's loving-kindness, compassion. Then if you turn that loving-kindness towards joy, the aspect of sympathetic joy comes out. You know, that being able to be joyful for the joy of another. And then when... um, when you turn loving-kindness to all the ups and downs of life, the aspect of equanimity comes out, the ability to be spacious and open, and the ability to offer our loving-kindness to all without distinction or without preference. So I do that last one to develop equanimity, so that we're we're developing, as you know, I was trying to repeat, that... Um, offering to all without distinction or without preference. And so it's a way that we practice that we can, as to ourselves, so as to others, you know, that we can offer out that same quality and not have anyone be more important than another. So it's said that equanimity makes loving-kindness powerful. And, and we learn that in, as we do the practice. So we'll do more of this, um, and now that you've, a lot of you already know the loving-kindness practice, so use your own phrases, of course. You can make some up, but keep them simple. Be careful not to, keep them general. If you, if you get too specific, it, you know, the mind gets too tight. So just peaceful, happy, things like that. And... Um, yeah, you, you'll learn how to use it in, during your um, vipassana practice, during your insight practice that we do too, but I won't go through that now. If you feel like you need to do another loving-kindness sitting during the day, then you can do that. You know, sit outside, do it, do it while you're walking. Uh, when we're not guiding a meditation here, like at 8.15 in the morning, um, not to do it at 8.15 when we're guiding the insight practice, but at other times you you can do that, the the practice of loving-kindness. Okay, thank you. That was really beautiful. Thanks for all the offering you helped one another. Thank you. Thank you for listening. 
To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.